I will say this over and over and over again. If you want to know what we believe about a certain event or a certain feast, just look at how we pray. And the Latin phrase for that is lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of prayer is the law of belief. Today's gospel is the story of the transfiguration of Jesus. And the way that we pray here at Mass, particularly in the preface prayer, teaches us a lot about what we believe. So in the preface prayer I say today, I'll say these words. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. The passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. That's our understanding of what the transfiguration is. St. Peter, with his usual misunderstanding, tries to anticipate the glory, the unending glory, before passing through the suffering part. First, he tries to hold on to what he's already experienced. He says, let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He's trying to take that moment in time and keep it, making dwellings so that they can all just remain there. Now, I was on retreat this past week, and I understand Peter's desire to hold on to a moment of time that was really good. It was a very good retreat. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we hear St. Peter objecting when Jesus talks about suffering and death. And even today, we hear that Peter didn't understand what rising from the dead meant. And a quick side note here. Mark, who wrote this gospel, was a disciple of Peter and would have heard directly from Peter about Jesus. And so what Mark wrote in his gospel is almost certainly exactly what Peter had told him. So when Mark says they didn't understand, it's basically Peter himself telling Mark, we did not understand at that time what rising from the dead meant. It's not just St. Mark being critical of Peter, James, and John. It's Peter himself saying, we didn't get it then. Now we understand it better. What is it that Peter understands better now in this conversation with St. Mark, decades later as he's teaching the gospel to Mark? That if we want to share eternal glory with Jesus, we must also share suffering with Jesus. We must go through the passion. We must unite ourselves to Jesus' suffering and death if we want to rise with him to eternal glory. And Peter understands that better for a couple of reasons. First off, he experienced it. He saw Jesus suffer and die and rise to new life and ascend into heaven. Peter could say with certainty that the glory of the resurrection was greater than the glory of the transfiguration. And then secondly, because at the time when Peter would have told this to St. Mark, Peter himself was walking on that road of suffering, headed towards his own death, but with perfect hope for his own resurrection. Our own interactions with Jesus often mirror Peter's interactions. We're often tempted when things are good, like I was this past week, to say, this is good. Let's freeze this moment in time and stay here forever. And don't worry, I'm not going to go off and be a monk or anything. I'm going to stay here. But that's what Peter tried to do at the Transfiguration. It was later on that he learned his mistake. We, like Peter, cannot try to impose our own understanding of what is best on Jesus. And right after Peter made this declaration about wanting to build tents, 
we hear the voice of the Father, which says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Not tell him what to do. It's almost a direct rebuke of St. Peter who's trying to tell Jesus what to do. Listen to Jesus to learn what is good to do. And then do what he tells you. And what Jesus tells Peter to do is to follow him through suffering and death, and in that way to attain the glory of the resurrection. And then finally, Jesus revealed his own glory to Peter, James, and John. But in doing so, he also revealed to them their future glory. He showed them not only that his passion and death would lead to resurrection, but also that their own suffering would likewise lead to glory. And so, just as with the apostles, so also with us. Jesus reveals to us our own future glory. But it comes with a very important if. We will be with Jesus, we will be like Jesus, but only if we follow that command of the Father to listen to him and then to do what he tells us. For homework this week, I want to focus in again on that listen to him part. We're now well into Lent with our focus on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. This week, I want to focus in on prayer. And once more on giving Jesus the time and the space in our lives so that we can listen to him, so that we can hear his voice and follow where he goes. And a word of caution with that. Very often, where Jesus wants to lead us is through suffering to glory. And we might be tempted to try to hold on to the good that we have here and now. We must be willing to let go of what we have if we want to follow Jesus and to follow Jesus through suffering if we want to rise with him to glory. Jesus gave to Peter, James, and John a vision of that glory, and that knowledge strengthened them when they had to go through their own suffering. Likewise with us, Jesus gives us that same vision and promise of glory to strengthen us when we are in the midst of suffering.